Hey yo, and welcome back to the Womenist Podcast. I'm your host, Genevieve, founder of Womenist Community, and I am sitting here after a very fulfilling weekend with two communities that I love so very much. My cup is just so full. I had the opportunity to take two communities that honestly feel like family and get them together this weekend. I had my birthday ride at Cycle Bar and we had our very first pop-up event with Women S Community at Cycle Bar. And my two communities who are just <laughs> the bomb.com got to be in one place. And it was really cool to get to see us all connect and get to see some faces that I don't really get to see very often. I think one of the nice things about being in a virtual space is it gives us many resources to get to connect on a consistent basis, but I really miss that in-person opportunity to connect. And so if you attended this, our very first pop-up, thank you. Uh, We are hoping to have at least quarterly pop-ups. And if you are someone who is interested in seeing what that looks like, you would like to have a women's pop-up at your location. We would love to connect further. You can always email us with any inquiries about hello at women's, that's W-O-M-E-N-E-S-S community.org. Oh, and I think my cup is also feeling so filled because I had several conversations for the podcast in the last couple of weeks and the conversation oh that I get to have today is with one of our newest board members uh, Allison Shumway and Allison when the conversation came up for her to join our team we were both it was like an unspoken question and also resounding yes <laughs> and it reminds me of like, did we just become best friends? <laughs> Was that from stepbrothers? Oh, uh, just, I don't know. She's someone who, when you connect with her, she is just joy. She is joy. She makes you feel so comfortable, so welcome. She's also the little Theodore whisperer. She can make him smile. Like, <laughs> just like snap of a finger. He loves her. And what I love about this conversation and when I get to have our team members on is I get to know more about them on a deeper level because I really get to be fully present with them and ask very intentional questions. Allison is our newest team member and assists us with our tech and I also call her a solution generator. Uh, she identifies an area of opportunity and she doesn't just, she doesn't just identify a solution. She is one of the most proactive people that I know and very insightful. I find that this conversation that we had is similar to many of our conversations in that I find myself being a very active and engaged listener. She makes me think of things maybe differently or more in like in depth than I would have in a space that is just really welcoming. And I think that you'll find this conversation today to, to be just that she is from the Meridian area originally. And after spending a few years in the public sector, she ventured into the tech world as a systems administrator. Uh, she then moved on to managing service desk and finally transitioned to value stream management. Uh, she is a volunteer as the vice president of Goodheart technology, which is how I met her as well as her Greg. And they have really been helping women us to step up our tech game and, 
an area that I am not super comfortable in. And so I'm very grateful. Uh, part of this is they give back to local nonprofits by offering them completely free tech services. When she is not busy with tech, she loves spending time road cycling, playing billiards, drag racing with her dad, video games, and being the world's greatest aunt, which I can totally see after seeing her around Theo. Uh, She's married to her best friend, partner in crime, and beautiful wife, Marianne, who inspires her every day to be a better version of herself. And they have one cat named Misters, which I think is the coolest. If you'd like to meet Allison, as well as the rest of our team and community, you can meet them this Saturday, July 15th at 9 a.m. We'll be doing yoga and meditation with Lauren Lee from Calm Point, and that will be at Marion Williams Park. You can see the sign up in our Eventbrite. All of our events are donation-based for women in the wilderness, meaning we want them to be accessible to every woman. In addition to that, any donation that we receive is always so greatly appreciated because that helps us to uh, put on the events that we do and to make things financially accessible for all women. Uh, You can also attend our Womenists in the Wilderness Saturday, August 12th, and this is going to be a stand-up paddleboard and meditation. I'm really excited for this one. I'm excited for all of them, let's be honest. Uh, But this will be at 10 a.m. at Quinn's Pond by the Whitewater Raft Park. We have more details as to how you can rent a stand-up paddleboard. We're really fortunate that we've been able to work with some local organizations to uh, offer some nonprofit discounts for our community. We will also have one September 16th, and this is going to be, actually, this was inspired by Allison, just a day for play. So we'll be having a party in the park, uh, different yard games, and think about like things that you enjoyed doing when you were, I don't know, eight years old, that kind of fun. So we hope to see you at one of those Womenists in the Wilderness. We'll also let you know of any future pop-up events we've got. Make sure you are subscribed to our newsletter where you'll be the first to know I believe that is all the updates that I have for you today, friends. So without further ado, I am honored to introduce to you our newest team member, Allison. Enjoy. Hey, Womeness, and welcome. I'm Genevieve Nutting, the founder of Womeness Community and host of the Womeness Podcast. And I'm so pumped you're here. My team and I have created this space for women as like you to feel seen, heard, and empowered. Each week, we'll launch a fresh episode with resources, stories from women as, and tools related to mindfulness, movement, and community. More than just a podcast, this is your weekly source of energy and connection with the many inspiring and relatable voices of women as. In a world where we are constantly on the go, let this be your landing space where we can slow down and come together. This is the Womenist Podcast. All right. Well, welcome. I am. I'm very excited today. I'm so excited. I actually woke up in the middle of the night last night remembering that today is Wednesday, I get to record not one, but two podcasts today. And one of them being with the Miss Allison. Allison, I've been so excited to have this conversation with you. How are you doing? I am so good. I'm really excited for this conversation too. I love it because so part of, so Allison is a new board member with our women as community. And we're doing like the happy dance over here. As soon as you brought it up in conversation the other day, 
and I can't remember exactly how you even went about it, but I just remember you starting to ask the question. And in my heart, I'm like, is this going where I think it's going to go? It's like when you're like on a date with someone, you're like, are we, are we taking it to the next level? Cause I'm getting very excited about this. And, you know, ultimately the conversation led to you joining our team. And I get so excited every time we get to have a new team member, um, just because it, it expands our team, new ideas are brought new energy. And you were someone who, as soon as I told my team members, they were all so excited, Allison. I just, I hope that you know how loved and adored you are by our team. So welcome. Thank you so much. That's, that's so great. Uh, I, I love that. Yeah. Tell me what, what kind of brought you into the women as space and what made you want to be a part of our team? I think at first, you know, so uh, I'm good friends with Lenny Buss, who's also kind of a part of the community. And uh, we were talking about it. Um, my friend Greg and I, uh, we have a nonprofit organization called Good Heart Technology, and we provide um, technology services for nonprofit organizations uh, in the community for free. So it's a volunteer based thing. And we also do uh, quite a bit of equipment as well that we get for organizations. And so when Lenny was kind of, you know, just talking to me about women S kind of in a casual conversation, and I asked her about it, uh, went and looked at the website and was like, wow, this organization really aligns with what Goodhart's values are and what we really want to do. And so I think initially I kind of got started with that and wanting to provide tech services. And then what really got me more involved was, uh, Lenny dragged me along to a women, a women in the womeness in the wilderness uh, event. And that was it for me. Like it was just such a cool experience. And I think uh, I just immediately felt welcomed and I felt like I was, I was at home. So I was like, I, I really want to get more involved uh, with this organization. Well, I'm so grateful to Lenny as well. Lenny's been just such a valuable part of our community. And I feel like she's such a big cheerleader of what we do. And, and so when she did bring you along, it's like any, anyone who's Lenny is connected with, we know they're, they're a good seed. And honestly, anyone who gets brought into our space, it's just, I don't know, good energy attracts good energy for those who maybe don't know you. What is something that your best friend would say about you? How would they describe you? Oh gosh, that's really, uh, that's really hard, I guess. Um, just that, like, I'm always wanting to help other people and always want to, um, I always want to make people's day better mm. and just, uh, I really love connecting with people and, uh, and yeah, I think it's just kind of like a people focus. I like that. I like that. That's a big part of our team too. I think that our team is very different each member which they all have their different interests and passion but at the end of the day what you just said is they they feel really inspired to connect with others and you know I was I was involved in Girl Scouts growing up and one of the things that really stuck with me um was you know you always leave a place better than when you found it and so kind of the same thing I feel like when you go into a group of people like how can you leave that person's day better than maybe they felt when they came into it, when I'm teaching a cycle class, like 
You know, it doesn't need to be the best class you've ever had, but can you feel better leaving that room than you did when you walked into it? So I think, I think that you're in a really great space. When someone, so I'm going to ask a few rapid fire questions just because I think they're fun to get to know each other. And with you being a new board member and, um, and something that really stuck out to me in some of our conversations is, and that's really stuck with me even on a day-to-day basis is how do we find more joy in our life? How do we find more fun in our life? And so sometimes I feel like these conversations can get really serious and uh, Mm -hmm. in depth really fast, which is awesome that we get to create a space where we can have really intentional conversations. Uh, But also where is, where's the joy? So some of these might be more like surface level fluffy, but first off, are you a coffee drinker and what is your coffee order? Actually, I'm not. So uh, I I traditionally wasn't a coffee drinker, uh, but I did drink caffeine um, and I recently quit drinking caffeine again. Um, So, yeah. What has that experience been like for you? You know, it's the third time I've done it. So um, it's a it's a love hate relationship, I guess. Uh, I say this last time I did it was was the worst experience. I, I just forgot to have caffeine one day and thought, Hey, there's no, I I felt great. So Mm. I was like, let's go for day two, right? That's kind of usually how I, you you made it through day one. Now you can do another day. And day two was uh, atrocious for Mm. sure. But I, um, I'm stubborn, I guess as well. And uh, I wasn't going to let it win. So it's been great. I think Um, I just feel like it's one of those things that um, for me, it's just kind of like a complicated relationship and it's best just not to. So, okay. I understand. Yeah. Uh, what is your best? Well, so if you are going to get coffee or if people are like, let's go for a coffee date, what do you order? You know, the thing that's not coffee related, usually like an Italian soda. I really love that pink drink at Starbucks. Actually, mm-hmm. that one I love a lot. Sometimes yes. I even get it in the grocery store. <laughs> um, but uh, if if not that, then probably an Italian soda. I love a good Italian soda. And I feel like they're way fancier now than they were when we were growing up. So Totally way fancier. Yes. Uh, what has been something that has brought you joy this week? Oh, gosh. Um, I think this week, uh, I'm still kind of on a high about joining joining the board. So yeah, I think that's probably the thing that I I keep getting really excited about and just, uh, and also getting the opportunity to do this as somebody who like was on the other side of just listening to the podcast. Here we are. So I think this is kind of a neat experience as well. I'm pretty excited about it. I love full circle moments as I feel like I say on almost every podcast, uh, what about a favorite concert that you've been to and then a concert that you would like to go to? Oh gosh. You know, I, it's been a long time since I've been to any like big concerts, um, but more like smaller shows. Um, the last one that I went to that I really loved was, um, was actually Bit Brigade. So mm-hmm. they're, a, they're a band that um, the band plays uh video game music and someone one of the members is actually playing the the game at that time so like they have to like stop at weird moments because the game might change so the band is like on this like path and then they're like it's it's really cool it's a super interesting they played here in Boise I think three times now wow okay so someone is playing a game Mm -hmm. and then based on it's kind of like a choose your own adventure so based on how the game escalates like what kind, what kind of a game is, is this like, like a, 
usually like oh, original Nintendo games like Mega Man 2 or like Legend Ooh. of Zelda. So like if, if the person dies or like if the scene changes and the music changes, the band has to like they do their best to immediately wow. like change as well. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So, to like match it. It's a super fun experience. And for those of us that grew up with that stuff, yes, with Nintendo yeah. and all that, being a kid back then, it, it's really kind of a cool nostalgic experience. Wow. That group must really connect on a deeper level than most bands because you have to really be able to, to transition very well with that. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And then oh. a one to go to, like, could it be like bands that don't exist anymore? Yes. Or yes, absolutely. I, honestly, like I would really love to have been able to go and see Thelonious Monk play. Mm. Like to me, like that like era of piano jazz is just mm. so it's so emotional and it's so impactful. Did you play music growing up? I did, yeah. I played guitar. Um when I was in high school. Did you, were you in jazz? Just cause you mentioned jazz, were you in jazz band or did you play with? No, I think for me, jazz was like a much later thing, right? Okay. Like, uh, like definitely got into grunge and then punk like later on. Um, and, and then I just kind of like fell into it in a way. And so I'm always interested in new stuff and always listen, willing to listen. But, um, but jazz was very late for me. Uh, so it's more of a recent thing, maybe the last like five, six years. Yeah. I grew up um, playing piano. And so I was in jazz choir for a bit and then played jazz piano. And it, it, jazz in itself is like, I find such a high level of respect for all musicians, but those who can do jazz and like improv with it, similar with, you know, the band that you talked about with the game to be able to improv like that, it just blows my mind. It gave me way too much tension and stress <laughs> to improv that way because I'm very much like play by the rules <laughs> yeah hey we should know what this is what we're getting ourselves into right like ahead of time and that's yes. kind of like it's just wild right it's yeah yeah it, I think there's a thing about it, like just the free expression of it too right like 100% in, in general just how jazz feels that way so I don't know but definitely yeah mm -hmm. very cool I feel like if I if I had studied jazz later on in life like now I feel like I would have a deeper, not necessarily appreciation, but maybe ability to be able to go with the flow. But I also think that comes with just getting older. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is, so kind of along that line, what is something you have always either wanted to learn how to do or something you've wanted to do, but you haven't for whatever reason it, reason it is age, fear, others, opinions, experience, I think probably we're going to continue on the same path there, but I think it is piano. Like we had a piano uh, in the house when I was growing up. My mom had uh, an, a regular piano upright uh, and I never really took the time to learn it. And now I think about it, especially now, I think, gosh, it would have been really cool to, to do that. Mm. Do you have a piano in your house currently? We do. Uh, my, I actually bought one for my wife uh, for Christmas a few years back because she wanted to learn. And so uh, so she's been learning to play and I, I should just sit down and do it. Right. But mm. so I have access. There's all these things we want to do. And, and we have a piano in our house and I grew up and I keep telling myself I'm going to sit down and um, actually growing up, my mom would set a timer 
And I would have to sit down and play the piano until that timer went off. And I keep kind of going back to this site. But if you schedule it in your agenda and you just give yourself 10 minutes to do it, but it hasn't. So if you ever want to come over and play piano, sometimes it's different if it's in someone else's house. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, last couple of questions. And by the way, if you hear a child screaming in the background, that is my child. And I swear it's not a like, he is fine. That is actually his happy scream. And he's with his aunt right now. And it sounds like they're having the time of their life. But awesome. just in case you hear that. Okay, kind of a funny one. I'm a very big fridge magnet decor person are you by chance <laughs> or are you someone who has to have your fridge very like clean nothing on it or it's just I I want to say that it's like calculated chaos but it's absolutely chaos on the fridge okay. so there's pictures of like all the nieces and mm. nephew um so we really love that to use the fridge for that mm. so yeah it's it's a huge mess but um but our people are there, right? So yes. I think intentionally for me, uh, I would rather not have a clean fridge. I'd rather have the fridge with all of our all of our special people on it instead. That's so nice. That's how we are too. We, when I first moved, we first got our house together. I'm like, I'm going to be a. This is the day I'm going to be an adult, and I'm going to have a clean fridge. And it just like I love the fridge is where you're at every single day. Mm -hmm. And I love opening it up and seeing like little, um, picture Polaroid, whatever from like a wedding we went to, or like a random day. One time with Theo, we went to, um, brunch when he was a few months old and it was like one of our first outings as a family. And we decided to go by, I don't know, I think it was like Western proper and their photo booth and just this cute little picture, but we're the same way with you. It's not organized. It's just memory, but they make us so happy. But it's so good. Yeah. For a while, our niece was drawing us pictures and those are also those also end up on the on the fridge as well. So pictures and then pictures that get drawn of either us or whatever is inspiring. So, yeah, it's, it's total chaos. But if uh, if having a clean fridge is being an adult, then I'll, I'll just stay a kid, I guess. Yes, I love that. I feel like that's a reoccurring thing. There's certain things from being a child that I think should be continued. Mm hmm. Awesome. Well, I love getting to know a little bit more about you and I know we'll continue. And I also, something we really try to incorporate into these podcasts is breath work, knowing that, you know, like with the piano, sometimes this is the only opportunity that people will do breath work because it is being presented to them. Mm -hmm. um, so would you like to engage in a little bit of breath work? Today? I'd love to. Awesome. Okay. And it's like middle of the day, I am sitting upstairs in our office, which is honestly one of the most chaotic areas of our house because we haven't as much as I've tried to make it like an office that I feel inspired in it's just a mess so this is a but the windows open and I can hear the birds and that feels wonderful so I'm leaning into that and I think this breath work will be a great space for us today um but wherever you're at you know if you are in a space where you can maybe shut your computer shut off any devices that might be distracting if you're not driving maybe you're closing your eyes and then if you are seated in a chair, coming to the edge of your chair, grounding your heels in towards the floor, or you can sit cross-legged, really allowing yourself to connect the sit bone tissues to the surface beneath you. If that's not comfortable for you, I encourage you to take whatever position feels best for you today. And then allowing these next few moments to be open in the sense of whatever you need. 
And sometimes we don't even know what we need. And so in that case, allowing these moments to arrive however they do and being open to that. I like to start with one audible exhale out through the mouth, just finding any tension that maybe that releases for you. Taking as many audible exhales as you need to. Noticing how at the depth of that exhalation, it might welcome an even more full and expansive inhalation into your physical body. Inviting yourself fully and 100% welcome in these next few moments. The body that you are arriving into this space, finding love and appreciation and respect. Not searching for areas where we seek to change, areas where we seek desire but rather really the space of I'm existing fully as I am. And I welcome that with love, with respect. And even as I say that, that can be really hard, full transparency. And so if that feels hard for you, or maybe it feels uncomfortable, rather than judging or criticizing that feeling, coming to a space where we can acknowledge it and then welcome a feeling of ease with it. Going back to this idea that we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks, that multiple emotions or sensations can coexist together. And maybe that idea alone just welcomes a little bit of ease. Maybe it softens the edge, whether that's the edge of your breath, the edge of your thoughts about yourself. Maybe it even welcomes a little more compassion for you. That I'm able to exist fully in this space and not be perfect. I'm able to fully exist in this space and love who I am showing up in this moment. And as you welcome that love for self, this acceptance of you, this honoring of the human that you are, and all that has brought you into this moment, can you find gratitude? Can you find peace? And can you create a little bit more space for that gratitude, that peace, that love to exist?
and softening the shoulders, softening the jawline, taking a few more breaths for you. Maybe welcoming a few more audible exhales, allowing the physical, the mental, the emotional body to be a little lighter on each inhale. You can pause this if you're listening to this at home, stay here a little longer if you'd like. Otherwise, you can start to wiggle your fingers, wiggle your toes. And when it feels best for you, you can open up your eyes and come back into this space. And how are you doing? What did anything in particular come up for you during that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think um, just talking about like the multiple emotions and being like something, you know, that I'm also working on is just like being able to like love yourself today, even though maybe you're not exactly where you want to be and like being content with that, being happy with who you are. Um, so that, that definitely, I think came up for me there. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I feel like you and I've talked more than we actually have in the last couple of weeks. I think it's just because the conversations that we do have are so like, you just, you bring these ideas into the forefront of my mind that really stick with me. Even on my walk this morning, I was thinking of this thought process that you and I were talking about the idea of when this happens, then I will be this emotion or, you know, and, and I've been thinking about that because I, I'm coming into this, I don't know, being a mom coming into the space of trying to find peace with myself and who I am. I do find myself oftentimes being like, when I lose this weight or when I get this amount of sleep, then I will be rested. Then I will feel happy. Then I'll feel connected to my body. And I'm finding like, it's a belief system. I just need to eradicate. And so I'm wondering if there is any belief system in the form of when I do this, then I'll be this that you are working towards eradicating. Yeah. I think I'm trying to like wrap my mind around and and work through that specifically, because I think there's a part of that where you're saying to yourself, like, when I get to this point, I'll be, I'll be happier. When I get to this point, things will be right as a way of like, as a motivator. Like I'm, I'm, I'm using it to push myself, but at the same time, there's a limit to then that coming back and being a negative thing, right? Because you're not there yet. And so like, on one hand, I'm trying to think about how to like eradicate that thought process, but at the same point, like also not be necessarily content when I need to continue to make progress. Yeah. Like, to, to continue to like look in the mirror and say, I love you for who you are today, mm-hmm. but also I still have things that I want to improve about myself. I still mm-hmm. have things that I want to change yeah. to live in those two worlds. Exactly the same wow. um, is, is something I've definitely been struggling with quite a bit lately. Gosh, you, this is why I love our conversations because you challenge me to look at things differently. And like, even as you say that, 
it, it's an interesting conversation around contentment, right? Like content to be content isn't a, a negative thing, but there's a place where, in it, and I wouldn't even say it's like complacent, but how do you find peace with like being content in a, in a at peace sense with, you know, let, let's take your physical body, because I think that's something that I don't think you could ask one person, you know, are you fully satisfied? I know there's someone out there who's like, I am fully satisfied, but I think most people, you know, talking specifically mm-hmm. like females and men too, but in the sense we're in the women's community, but you know, there's something about our bodies and we could go deeper into like why that is and, and media and society, but it's like, how do you find peace worth where you're at? And in the sense, like, I feel a disconnection from my, my changing body right now, but I can also find peace and I can also find peace with my body right now. And it's okay for me to want something different. And it's okay for me to, to be working towards something that I think is better. How do you, I mean, how do you, is that kind of like what you're saying? And if not correct me where I might be wrong. And then how, how do you process this? Like, how do you find that balance? Yeah, no, I think that's exactly what what we're talking about, what I'm saying. And, and what you just said made me start to think about how do you, like, how do we show up in the space and be re- and be grateful and respectful mm. for this body that's gotten us mm. what progress we have gotten and is going to be the body that's going to enable us to get that progress that we want mm-hmm. um, so that we can still want to improve and change, but in a respectful way. And it's something that I don't know that I have a great answer for. Um, I mm-hmm. think I struggle with, with that a lot about not being happy or content with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and saying, well, it's okay. Like you, it'll be okay because six months from now you'll be, you'll be fine. And then six months comes and you're not there. It, mm-hmm. it sets you up for, for failure. I think mentally mm-hmm. on like, not only achieving your goals, but at the same point, I think it sets you up for failure in that you're, you're not loving yourself there, right? You're not respecting like what you do have and not Mm. being grateful for the things that, that you do have. So I definitely think it's something I struggle with. Yeah. Well, it's almost like being so attached to the outcome too, that if you're not the outcome that you're looking for now, like not, well, also this, so let's say happy, just happiness in general. I think that as humans, happiness is also always something that we aspire for. And it's being attached to the, I'll be happy when this happens. And it's the idea that I can't be happy if this isn't happening right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also the thing I think we do is that we delay that sometimes we make it okay by saying it's okay. Like if it's six months from now, then I'll, I'll, I won't deal with the fact that I'm not going to be happy in six months. I'm just delaying that process. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pushing that off and saying, well, that's okay. Six months from now, I'll deal with that. And I don't think that that's also, it's not mentally healthy, right. To it, it, to not give yourself that space and, and give yourself that grace because mm-hmm. six months comes and you're not there. And Mm-hmm. now you're not worthy of those things, right? Yeah. Well, it makes me think of something else too, that 
you know, on one end, there's the giving yourself grace and giving yourself time to get into a certain space. And then there's also another end of like not waiting. I know we got, um, we're house hunting right now and it's been an emotional roller coaster. And, uh, my in-laws have been really just supportive and they live on another part of town than us. And so they, and they know this part of town, we, we just, we love the Boise area as being like born and raised in the Boise area, moving away from here and realizing like, we really just love the downtown North end being close to the foothills, being close to friends. And, and she said, well, if, um, you could look at this location, it's only for five years. And in my head, I'm like, oh man, but that's five years of being away from a place that I love. And, and it could go both ways where it's like, okay, but can you find happiness in other areas? Like, can you be patient for five years to get something that you really, really love and being able to put in that work, you know, whether it's a goal that you're waiting for, like I can wait five years to get this position, or is it also, there's like this balance of like, what are your non-negotiables of like, I'm not willing to negotiate five years of this, you know, to, I don't know, maybe that's a thought process that I'm also trying to wrap my mind around. It's like, what are my non-negotiables in life? And I think that's an important question for anyone to really be able to answer when it comes to like your happiness, what are some of your non-negotiables? Yeah, I think that's a really good, that's a really good question. And to talk about, you know, house hunting for just a second, we were kind of the same way. Marianne and I were, my wife, um, when we started looking for houses, we were in the Northwest, you know, just kind of mm-hmm. on the edge of the North end. And we loved living there. And we were like, that was a non-negotiable. And we looked and looked and looked, I swear we looked for like a year. It was like the worst, our realtor must hate us. Um, and we ended up actually moving up onto the bench, not too far from Northwest. And we initially thought that was a non-negotiable and it was the best decision we ever made. We thought mm-hmm. our lives were going to change and we were like, it was going to be this complete chaos. Everyone would forget about us because we were too far away, right? Like, how could they possibly, like, how could we possibly make it work? But um, in the end, I think sometimes um, doing something different and and maybe shaking things up a little bit isn't the worst Mm -hmm. idea ever, right? You have to to think about it and weigh it. But um, I think in the end, really, as long as you're, you're still in a, in a safe and you're still in a happy place and, uh, and you can be, I'll use the big word, sorry, but you can be as unfettered as possible. Like, then I think, I think the rest of it is just the bits we put around us that we think are important, right? Like it has to be in a certain place or it has to be this certain size or, um, Wow. Okay. I want to go back to the question I just asked you, but you just gave me like, if my brain could have like big explosive, like ahas coming out of it, that I think sometimes we think that the outcome is a desired, you know, in the sense a desired location, or if we look at our body, like we think the outcome is a desired um, physical appearance. And, you know, the outcome again is more of like, um, like what, like, what are you actually, is it is it that I'm actually looking to stay in the general like north end of Boise or south, whatever it is? Or is it that like I'm looking to have a lifestyle where our child and our dogs can, you know, be happy and me and Luke, Luke and I can be happy and we can raise a family in a place that is supportive and safe. And in that sense, there's a multitude. I don't know. I feel like I maybe took this way too many steps further, but also with our body, like is the end result to 
look a certain way because who's to guarantee that you're going to be happy when you look that way? Or is the end result to, to be at peace with your body and to, to have gratitude for your body, to feel comfortable in your body? I don't know. It, it was like a lightning bolt just went off in my mind. <laughs> that's exactly it though, right? Like mm-hmm. I love that you went there with it because I think that's really something. And, and also kind of segues to conversations we've had in the past about like, uh, like you said, like you get to that end place, you think you need to be, are you, are you going to be happy? You think mm-hmm. so, but you could end up looking in the mirror uh, and, and not be happy in that, in that place. Mm-hmm. So should the focus always be on like, I have to look this way. We have to mm-hmm. live in this place. Or is it, where am I going to be happy? Where mm-hmm. am I going to be fulfilled? Right. What, what's going to inspire me and and move me mm-hmm. forward because maybe, maybe how you think you're going to get to that, to that mm-hmm. finish line is, is different. If you let yourself be open to the idea that it doesn't always have to be exactly the way you think. Yeah. And, and maybe what you think is important today, specifically thinking about like housing and those things, like living in a certain neighborhood mm-hmm. stops you from having other kinds of property, like, yeah. um, uh, that in the end, maybe a bigger yard for Theo is the better thing in the end, right? Maybe that yeah. like, that's where the joy comes from. So we definitely went through that, right? And that was really yeah. difficult uh, in trying to have all the things. So yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. Cause that was selfishly, that was a big aha moment for me. And to just kind of, I say this in class and I realize sometimes I need to listen to what I say sometimes more than I I don't know, but like, trust the process, trust that the way that you get to from A to Z might not look the way that you thought it was going to look. Um, and it might take you longer to get to that, but anyways, okay. I want to go back to the question I asked you, because I do think it's, I think this is important in general. You know, when you think about you as a person, you have like your mission statement in life and what you stand for. Uh, and then how you get there is you identify some of your non-negotiables and for you in general, like what are some of your non-negotiables when it comes to your happiness? I think, you know, for me, the big thing when it comes to non-negotiables is just like, I'm not going to compromise, like feeling safe and secure. And also Mm. I'm also not going to compromise. And I I don't think this was always the case. I think definitely later in life and and being an adult, I'm not going to compromise wanting to express myself. Like, Mm. I think we get caught up in that, especially when we're in, in like younger in in high school, it probably peaks most where like, you have to fit in, you have to be a certain person, like you have to like certain things. Totally. So for me at this point in my life, like if I like something and that doesn't fit in like normally with what I'm supposed to like, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna compromise on that anymore. I'm going to express myself as, as freely as I want. Mm. I love that. And I wish that that was something. And I think a lot of that is environmental, but I wish that was something I, it's interesting. There's like, there's a point in your life when you're really young where that is encouraged. And, you know, again, depending on your environment and what you're surrounded with. And then all of a sudden there's like this, we have to conform to society and play by rules. And I get that there definitely is like, in a sense of how do we do that? so that we can be respectful of one another, but also without limiting who we are and how we want to express ourselves. And so it's like, you go through this weird stages, uh, express yourself, but then also make sure that you're not expressing yourself so much in a way that you're upsetting others. Then all of a sudden it's like, 
actually, I really don't give two bologna sandwiches about what people think I'm going to be who I want to be. And it just, it's unfortunate that there is an area of our life that we feel like we have to, and you and I were talking about this, like take up less space and kind of be like in the shell of a human sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like, when we're talking about that other conversations we've had too, like um, I think about like how you expressing yourself and just like enjoy and, and thinking about that. Like when was the last time you went down a slide, right? Like why is it not okay anymore that, you know, cause I'm 42, I can't go down a slide anymore. Like, no, about, you absolutely can. Yeah. What about just like expressing yourself and, and like, there's these parts that we get rid of when we're children, like early on, mm-hmm. as we're kind of like finding our way and becoming young adults that like this joy and this expression that we, we let go of, and then we end up filling it with other things that aren't good for us. They're not mm-hmm. healthy for us. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, it's important to like, you should totally express yourself. And interestingly enough, we went the other day, you know, there's a thing we're doing um, that Amber asked us to do uh, for women S. And so I go into the Sephora, it's late on a Sunday. The only one that's open is the the one on in the coals. And we're (laughs) in there and I'm trying to find some red lipstick. And the lady's helping me real quick. And she finds me a shade that I really like. And we, we go to the cash register and she just starts dancing. And she's like, hey, sorry, like, I just have to stay awake or whatever. And I'm like, don't, don't apologize. Get it, girl, go for it, right? If you want to dance right now in this moment, and that's how you want to express yourself, do it. I love that. Live it. And how can we as like, how can we as a community do that for each other? Which by Mm -hmm. the way, thank you for reminding me. I need to do my video with red lips and your lips look amazing. I saw a gal in the co-op last night, she had red lips on and I'm like, you're, it's such a power statement. There's something about, how did you feel by the way, when you put on that red lipstick? Oh, I always feel, I always feel amazing. Right. Like, yeah, I don't think I have to have the rest of my face on. You could just put on red Mm -hmm. lipstick and actually the other day I just did that. We were going to go to dinner and I didn't want to deal with it. So I, I literally just put the red lipstick on and just like, let's go to dinner. Right. Why not? I love that. That's amazing. Well, then this is a question. Sometimes I like to ask if you had to either every time music came on, you had to sing to it or you had to dance to it, which one would be your go-to? I've really loved actually like singing lately. I kind of like came back to that. I don't think it's something that I did there for a while. Again, we were talking about that, like that kind of like early adult phase. Um, So, but I feel like to really like get myself out of my comfort zone, the answer should be dancing, but I love, I love to sing now again. Yeah. Maybe it could be like a, depending on the song you get to choose. Maybe like dancing both, right? You're I mean, let's just be blessed in both ways. We can both sing and dance to it, which in that case, I feel like we might need to take our jobs in a different direction because that takes so much talent. That's right. (laughs) Well, I want to be mindful of your time. Um, Something that we like to ask all of our guests towards the end of our conversation is a lot about, as you know, we're big about manifestation. We have our manifestation letters that our team write. Uh, What is something that you are currently manifesting for yourself? I think for me, uh, you know, we kind of touched on it, but what I really want is to continue to work on, on self-love and being 
like really manifesting, like looking in the mirror and loving the person that I see in the mirror and, and being happy with that. So I think that's the one that I, that I'm mostly focusing on. I think that's something that is very, very relatable to. And is there something that you found has helped you to really navigate that space and to, and to work on that? You know, actually, yeah, I think it's just like a lot of the stuff that's happening here uh, in this community and listening, like we talk about it a lot. You uh, hear about it in the different podcasts and also in the newsletter. Uh, and then also, you know, my wife is really instrumental in in talking with me about those things. So I think those things have been have been really positive. And then also, I think it's just at some point you have to you have to say to yourself, like, I'm not happy not doing this. Mm. I have to, I have to start doing this. Like, this is mm. important. I've got to get out of, I got to get out of that. So I think lately a lot, it's, I got stuck in comparing myself a lot to mm-hmm. other people and like stopping myself. Like it still happens, right? I still start down that road. If I look like her, I would be happy to stop. Mm. No you, you look like you, you're happy, you're beautiful. You don't need to look this way. And so I think it's being intentional about stopping yourself. Mm. There's a lot of, there's a, that, and that's a lot, by the way, that's a, I like to think of like our mindfulness or our mentality as like a muscle. And the more you practice, you know, the stronger that muscle gets. And it it is our internal dialogue creates our truth. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's huge. And being able to intentionally stop yourself and and to do all the things leading up to it that allow you to have that ability to, to just pause and kind of check in with yourself and, and to honor, you know, who, and knowing that that person too has their own, yeah, we all have, right. Our own, our own things. Everybody on the other side of the lens is perfect but that's, Mm -hmm. that's really not reality, right? Like everybody has, everybody's real. They have a a real life and problems and everything else. And so um, it's easy to look at other people and think that they seem perfect, but it's just not true. Mm, I really, that's a great, that's a great visual. Um, Thank you for sharing that. What is something that you hope for the next generation of womenists? I think we kind of touched on it. I used the big word again, so I apologize, but I really want women S to be able to express themselves completely unfettered. Like, Mm -hmm. I think that that is the thing that is like the most important goal. And it maybe makes me sound like I'm kind of lofty or Mm wishy-washy, but I think getting ourselves to a place in society where you show up however you feel most comfortable, Mm -hmm. that that to me is when we really unlock like about seeing as a whole, like we become better. Society becomes better. There's people right now that are being like stifled because they're not able to express themselves or they don't believe they can. Uh, And we're missing out on the world they create. We're missing out on Mm -hmm. art that isn't happening. We're missing out on um, like people bringing better things to society, science being better, all of these things, because somebody said, 
you shouldn't be a scientist because you're a girl or whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? And so I just really, I really hope that as we continue to progress and move up, that we we get that much closer to people showing up exactly how they feel most comfortable and sharing that with the world because there are there are people that have beautiful things to share with the world and they don't mm -hmm. because we've society in general has stifled that. Oh, I of course as always with the way all of our conversations end, I just find myself wanting to continue. And I think that we need to come back and do a part two on how we create a society, right? It, I think oftentimes we see these big movements and we feel kind of debilitated because we're just one person. How do I make that change? But it, it starts with an idea. It starts with a conversation. And I think that you are absolutely right. Something that we are very passionate about as our community that I've shared with you is we want every woman to have the opportunity to feel seen, heard, valued in this space. And at, and at that point, as long as they feel that it's their choice, whether they want to be a part of this community or not. And I think that's, you know, in society, how can, how can we create that space where everyone's ideas feel seen, heard, and valued? Everyone has the ability to express themselves, you know, in a, in a respectful um, way, but that allows them to fully show up as the unique individual they are. Uh, is there anything else that you want for our community to know about you or that we didn't get to cover? Uh, I don't think so. I'd love to come back though and, and keep talking yes. for sure. Yeah. Okay. Please do. Well, I know we'll get to connect again, which I'm so grateful again. Thank you for joining our team. Thank you to Good Heart Tech for everything you've done for us. I think that we just see a lot of growth coming up for us in the next year. And I'm so grateful that you get to be a part of that. Thank you. I am too. Thank you so much. Hey, Womenists, thanks for being a part of our community and listening to this episode of the Womenists Podcast. Here at Womenists, we are committed to growing and evolving as a community together. If you found this episode brought value to your life, share it with a Womenists who empowers you. And while you're at it, help other Womenists find this podcast by giving it a like, subscribing, and leaving a review. You can also find additional resources and opportunities to connect with Womenists by subscribing to our newsletter linked in the show notes, as well as on our Instagram, Womenists Community. Until next time, be good to yourself and be good to others. We'll see you at the next episode of the Womenists Podcast.